This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast Show 845 every week. It is our goal to bring you the stories, the how-tos, the information so that you can make smart decisions in today's current real estate market. We hope that by listening to Bigger Pockets, you can grow your knowledge base faster than Taylor Swift's bank account. Now, if you're wondering, where are David and where are where is Rob? Well, today is substitute teacher day. If you grew up and went to high school or middle school or elementary school in the 80s and 90s, today is the day where the bell rings, your teacher's not in class, the door swings open, and that big boxy TV rolls through on the cart with a VCR. So we've got myself, Andrew Cushman, as your host here, and of course, Matt Faircloth. How you doing, Matt? I'm great, Andrew. It's great to be with you today. And you totally dated yourself like six times in that intro, by the way, because there are people out there listening right now wondering what a VCR is. You know, I, I'm just going to own it. I, I can't hide the gray anymore, so I'm just going. Andrew, it. it's great to be with you today. I'm so grateful that uh, David and Rob left the microphones on for us today so you and I could jump in and be co-hosts here. Today, we've got uh, an amazing guest, Casey Massey from Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Matt, what are we gonna what are we gonna hear from uh, from KC today? I'm super excited for today's conversation, Andrew, because you and I have debated for many, many years on which is better to get in a multifamily, to do the organic growth method, as I did, which is to buy a two unit, then to buy a four unit, to buy an eight unit. Uh, air quote, double your portfolio every time you do a deal. You can do it that way, or you can just hop directly into the deep end with where the sharks are as well, which is what Andrew did. Our guest today did what I did, which is to slowly scale, learn landlording, learn the game as you grow, and take a few strategic moments. But she's been able to really, really double down and triple down and quadruple down in his portfolio through a few strategic moments he's had uh, in his past. And I'm super excited to hear about that um, and to hear about growing and scaling. And um, I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to today's story. So, all right. Thanks, Matt. So KC, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. All right. Glad to, glad to have you here. So some background for listeners. Um, KC, you've been investing in real estate, I believe, for 11 years. You live and invest in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky. Um, so you're one of the ones who has the advantage of investing in your own backyard. Uh, currently own 121 units across 20 properties. We're going to dive into that a little bit more. Mostly multifamily. You got the four units, the eight plexes, the 10 plexes, 28 plex, 33 plex. I'm not sure when you stop using the, the word plex, but they just keep getting bigger. I uh, also have some long and short term uh, rentals, single family homes. Your portfolio currently valued at 12 million. And the most important piece of that is it's about a $6 million equity position. It's not just about the value of the assets. It's how much equity you have in them. And you are a proud father of three kids. Uh, and you manage the real estate portfolio with your wife, who is also named Casey, but spelled differently. Um, so uh, that's uh, quite the background and lots of good info to extract from that. Yeah, uh, we should have her. She, she's she's the one that should be on here. She's the brains. I, I'm I'm the I'm the phony. <laughs> yeah, it, it, for the next episode, but I think uh, mo most successful, uh, you know, men can say that they've got a very very good, uh, a, a phenomenal woman standing behind them that is the wind in their sails. I can say that too uh, of myself. So uh, super big shout out to the other Casey uh, Massey. Give her a hello from us from the audience at Bigger Pockets. Um, 
Quick uh, just note, uh, you've chosen a phenomenal market. That is a, a Lexington, Kentucky is one of my favorite markets in the US as well. DeRosa, my company, uh, is heavily invested in Lexington as well. Can't wait to delve into why you picked Lexington, Kentucky as your uh, target. So Casey, we all have these major turning points in our careers. And you had a major turning point um, back in 2016 where you've already been real estate investing for a bit, um, but you had a moment. And it's a phenomenal story. Uh, I'd like for you to tell it here for the audience of that first turning point you had in your real estate investing career. So I, you know, I started back in 2012, but was just doing the onesies and twosies and, and kind of li- almost limiting beliefs were kind of controlling what I thought was possible. You know, any of the bigger deals, I kind of just wrote, wrote myself off, but my wife and I decided to do something bold and go, went crazy and decided to plan a trip around the world, which was always been a goal of mine. And I just always talked myself out of it. Just, you know, not financially smart. You want to invest your money, not blow it on a, on one big trip. But we ended up, uh, I was doing summer sales at the time and it was really draining on me. So every night I'd come home, I'd just plan another portion of this trip and. And kind of seeing it all come together and then f- ending our trip. Um, you know, we went all around the world. We went from Dubai to, uh, or London, Dubai, Maldives, Singapore, Bali, Fiji, Australia, and then ended in Hawaii. And it's one of those moments where at the very end of the trip, my wife and I were sitting on the edge of the big island of Hawaii. We were looking over the volcanic rock and it just, it just hit it hit me that limiting beliefs control so much of what we do. And we always talk ourselves out of some big stuff that we're able to do. And as I was sitting there looking over the ocean, you know, I just was brought to tears, able, you know, having that feeling of accomplishing something that most don't get to do, but then sitting there and and seeing it come to fruition just changed my whole outlook on how I approach business, how I approach real estate, um, even, you know, my own family life, but, but sitting there with my partner in life and, and knocking, you know, checking off this bucket list that I thought might not ever be possible, just really set the tone for the next few years of my investing career. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we should do a separate podcast episode on uh, your travels because you named off about 18 places I still want to get to. So, 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 so the recap that you, you took the leap and, and, actually went and did the the epic bucket list trip that many people you know either can't do or even when they can they still don't do it so kudos to you for doing that and it sounds like you know taking that trip actually led to a huge turning point in your in your life and in your real estate investing career so we are going to get back to that in just a moment first we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors you might think you want real estate but that's not true What you really want is passive income. With new investors struggling to find deals or get enough money to buy them and veteran landlords tired of the constant tenant phone calls, is there a better alternative? Actually, there is. Short notes from Connect Invest. Connect Invest is an online investing platform that allows you to easily participate in passive real estate investing, and all you need is $500 to start. Short Notes collectively funds a diversified portfolio of commercial and residential real estate projects across acquisition, construction, and development phases. You'll earn a fixed monthly income without the hassle of owning or managing real estate. Head to connectinvest.com BP to create your account. Fund your digital wallet with at least $500. Select from 6, 12, and 24-month short notes with annualized return rates up to 9%. 
Then sit back and let your monthly returns roll in. Join today by visiting connectinvest.com slash VP. Connectinvest.com slash VP. What's better than low money down? No money down. Now through rent to retirement, you can buy a brand new construction turnkey rental property for no money down. Wait, hold on. This can't be right. I need to double check with Zach, rental retirement CEO. Oh, hey, Rob. Zach, how the heck are you selling turnkey rental properties for $0 down? <laughs> it's not that complicated, Rob. Rent to Retirement has new construction properties up to $20,000 below retail prices. We also have investor loans with rates as low as 3.99% and down payment options as low as 5% or sometimes even zero money down. You get all the cash flow, appreciation, and equity for as little as zero money down. That's an infinite return. Oh, wait, wait. Let me get on this before we tell it to the whole Bigger Pockets audience. Just head to renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. That's REI to 33777 to learn more about how you can get started investing with no money down today. Get your next new construction property at a steep discount or invest with no money down. Head to rentoretirement.com today. Whenever I used to travel, I would get that creeping feeling that I locked my back door. How do I know my property is going to be safe while I'm away? But not anymore, thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. I'm about to go on a three-week trip to Copenhagen, but am I tripping about my trip? Nope. With award-winning security and peace of mind from Simply Safe, I don't need to worry. Simply Safe is a super amazing alarm system that I actually installed in my house myself personally in less than 30 minutes. And there's so much peace of mind knowing that there's something in place to protect my homes, my goods, and my John Mayer shrine. Simply Safe systems have high-tech sensors that detect break-ins, fires, and floods, indoor and outdoor cameras to keep watch night and day, 24-7 professional monitoring at less than $1 a day. Plus, Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can even help stop crime in real time by speaking to intruders through the wireless indoor camera. Hey, hey, bud, get out of here. It's like that, but it's a lot better, I imagine. And if you buy the system and you don't love it, you can get a full refund with Simply Safe's 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/pockets. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so we are here with KC Massey, and he just told us about a life-changing trip that not only changed his life, but also was a huge turning point in his career. However, we are going to take some time to travel back a few years to the beginning of his $12 million portfolio because it didn't start right at $12 million. So Casey, tell us about the first deal. How did you find it? How did you buy it? What got you started on this now $12 million investing journey? Well, it was back in 2012, and I was actually trying to figure out how to show my girlfriend at the time that I was serious. And I was like, what a better way to show her I'm serious other than buy a condo right down the street from her parents' house. And, um, you know, I figured if things didn't work out with her, then it was still going to be a good investment. And, uh, so I did, you know, did the 20% down just cause that's what somebody had told me said, Hey, when you buy a house, you got to put 20% down, it'll save you money. So I did that. It was actually a bank owned property at the time. And fortunately it did, re- it did work out with my wife and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I think it was a very good decision to buy that uh, condo. So just a town, just a townhome. Now, was that a the house hack? Uh, would you rented out a couple of bedrooms? Um, you know, big shout out to Craig Krulap's book on house hacking on uh, on on living in, in a property and having tenants help you pay uh, your own overhead, your living expenses. So that was great. The the twenty percent. Uh, that you had to lay down on the property because somebody else told you you should, right? Um, uh, where'd you get that from? 
So I was in a, a commission-based job. It was 100% commission. And the pay structure was actually fortunate for for investing because we'd get half of our pay throughout the summer and then half of the, of the pay would come at the end of the year. So you get this check, you know, su- substantial check if you do well and uh, and you don't want to just blow it on dumb stuff. So I said, well, let's get, you know, get a lot of this back out of my bank account so I don't spend it in the wrong places and put it in the house. And, uh, and so it was a $200,000 condo. I put, you know, 45% or 45,000 down. In Casey, I'm sorry if you mentioned this and I missed it. Where, how did you find that deal? Was it just sitting on the MLS? Just, yeah, it was just on the MLS. Yeah. Oh, so you can start a large and successful real estate investing career by buying something off the MLS. There are deals on the MLS sometimes, Andrew, to find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's also a good point is a lot of us, I know I felt this way when I was getting started is we feel like, oh, I have to get the most amazing deal ever just to get started in real estate. And while you do want to be careful and not just go buy anything, it doesn't have to be a home run to get started. It just has to be something that works. And KC, you did a great job of of just doing something and, and buying something. And, and, you know, I don't, you, I'm guessing you probably didn't have a vision of I'm going to buy this condo and then be talking to Matt and Andrew, you know, years later about my $12 million portfolio. Uh, but you took the first step and then the next step, you know, showed up and, and all that. So from there, you went off, went on to buy mostly small multifamily, right? Like one or two a year, you continued to fund them through, through sales earnings from your job. And then I guess sounds like buying it towards the end of the year when you got your bonus. So let's go Back to the 2016 turning point. Um, we understand Casey played a big role in that change. Could you elaborate a little more on that? Just collaborate. K- Casey's your wife, so you married someone with your same name. Uh, for goodness, I, I can't believe that's what that that must be like in your world when people say, "Hey, can I talk to Casey?" Which Casey? Right? I, you've got there's there's two Casey's in your household, pronounced exactly the same. I know spelled differently. Correct? Yeah. No, I mean initials are KC, and then the other one's KC. So you can pronounce it differently, but it is hard. It's got, it takes a trained ear. I get but. it. I get it. You guys must have a lot of fun with that. So let's let, take us back to the uh, the cliffs of Hawaii, looking at the uh, volcanic rock and the ocean, and the big epiphany that you had. Um, about, I, I just want to tell you how moving that was, by the way, about you realizing that you wanted to tour the world. So you did it. And so now it's like, well, I want to scale up and build a real estate portfolio. And so, aha, epiphany. So what was the decision that you made and your next action there on the cliffs of Hawaii 2016? So sitting on the cliffs of Hawaii, it really, it hit me deep where, you know, cause I think I only had like 10, 15 units at the time. I didn't have a whole lot. All my growth really came from that point on 2016 through 2021 is where I made a big push. Um, so it was, it's one of those feelings you can't really put into words, but it was the sense of accomplishment on, you know, not, not, it wasn't like a challenging thing. It was just overcoming the fear, I guess is the best way to put it. Like overcoming the fear of doing something that I could easily talk myself out of both, you know, you can do it with investing, you can do it with, you know, taking a new job, you can take it with, you know, a big trip that you probably should save the money on instead. Um, but that I can't put a quantitative value on that experience. And, you know, it, it, it was moving for me at the, at the time. And I, oftentimes when I tell a story, I can't even like get through it because it's just, it's a feeling that I'll never forget. And, um, you know, just looking at my wife and being like, wow, you know, wow, like we did this. And it, one, I was exhausted, you know, 30, 31 days on the go every three to four days were 
you know, getting on another flight and how many different issues we ran into. My wife, we just found out she was pregnant right before we left. And so it was a whole lot of feelings, a whole lot of emotions, but it really helps you find a new gear. And so that gear kicked in, you know, after, after that. So what's your next move? So you're, you're back from, you're back from Hawaii. Uh, you're, you've got a big contact shift. You're thinking bigger. You, you've conquered the world, conquered the mountains of Hawaii. You get back. What's next? I got to get better at selling. You know, got to get better at sales. So, so I really started studying and focusing. It wasn't like, Hey, I want to get better. You know, I want to buy more houses. It was like, I want to get better at whatever I'm doing. And I want to not anything that scares me. I want to figure out how to do it. That, that makes sense. It, before we get too much further down, down the path, I want to, I want to circle back and kind of wrap up the, the story of, of sitting in Hawaii. Um, like, how did, you know, after that moment um, in Hawaii on that trip, how did Casey influence your real estate growth after that once you got back? Like what, what you know, you mentioned limiting beliefs many times and I'm glad you're doing that because that's something all of us struggle with in different degrees. Like what maybe limiting belief did you, did she help you get past so that it made such a, made that such a turning point um, in your investing career? She, she took the, took the reins and just ran with it. She read a book, um, was it the book on, uh, property management, uh, bigger, I think Brandon Turner's book on Brandon and Heather property management. So she read that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that one. And so she, I've never read it, but she read it cause she saw how bad I was doing. That's honestly what happened. Like I was, I was working a nor, you know, my job and I just would get like calls, about people not being able to pay or, you know, Hey, I want to pay late or this maintenance problem. And so I started just sending them to her. I was like, Hey, I can't call this person back right now. I'm in the middle of work. Can you call them? And so she started doing it and she was like, wait, this person hasn't paid for 45 days. And I'm like, yeah, I guess not. Like they'll get to it. They're always good for it. You know, I'm just like trying to help them. And she, uh, she's like, you're, you're, you're handicapping them. You're, you're setting them up for failure. Like, you know, they're going to think that's normal and you're allowed to do that. She had like the mom mentality where like you have to kind of have some discipline. And so I said, well, if you can do better, like, you know, I'm all ears. Like I, I'm not doing very good. I think I had like 12 or 15 units. And so she read the whole book and just took over and, and, and it made it to where I was like, wow, if I, if we know what we're doing and we have systems in place, you can really make money from being a, a landlord. You know, I, I'd always heard you could, but I was just like hoping it was working. I was like, I'm, as long as I can pay my mortgages and have some left over, it's hopefully working. Yeah. So before she got involved, before Casey got involved, I was just hoping that it was working. As long as I had more money in my account going in than going out, I figured I was in, you know, doing okay. And so once she took over, we really got the systems in place that showed exactly how profitable a house was or a profitable a deal was before that I was just kind of winging it, you know, and I'm really big on faking it, you know, fake it till you make it. And I was just doing what the pros told me to do and hoping I didn't mess up too much along the way. And if I messed up, then it would be a learning experience. You know, someone told me once where you don't, you know, you, you win and you learn. So you don't win and lose, you win and you learn. So that's, you know, really, I took that to heart. And I said, if I'm, if I'm messing up, Hopefully I'm messing, I'm falling forward instead of, you know, failing 
and falling backwards, you know, I'm hopefully I'm failing forward. Well, first of all, it's it's very it's very tough to fake property management. You either do it or you don't. It's like a Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. You don't you don't try to be a good property manager. That's it. It's just one or the other. Um, that's what a compliment on the just the concept of it, of investing with your spouse is something Liz and I did in the very beginning when we first got started in real estate. And I commend Casey, your wife. Um, for seeing there was a gap in your business and her being willing to step into it as a spouse to say, okay, this is our maybe one of our weaker points in this business. So I'm going to step in and really learn how to do this by reading Brandon and Heather's book and learn how to become a phenomenal property manager and perhaps take that off your plate so that you could focus on scaling, which I, I really commend her for being willing to do that. And I also just want every husband and wife combo listening right now to take note um, of the way a, uh, if a an effective husband and wife can work as a team and, you know, having each other's back. I just can't, I can't tell you how many times, you know, other investors or people that want to invest in real estate are like, I wish I would do it if my wife was on board, or it would be so much easier if my wife would support, she fights me on it. And it's like, my wife, just honestly, she trusted me at first and she saw that there was a need. And, and most successful business or entrepreneurs, they see a problem and they have a solution. And so she was that solution in our own, you know, atmosphere in our own, in our own world. And she said, Hey, I see a problem and I can be a solution. So yeah, it's funny. You know, people always ask me, what was your most important hire? And what I like to tell them is, is I hired an incredibly smart, hardworking and supportive wife. That uh, I would not be here talking to you uh, if I didn't do, and it kind of seems like all three of us did that. So I don't know if there's a theme there. Maybe there should be a, a bigger pockets dating app coming up soon to help <laughs> investors looking to get into the business find uh, like like my like minded partners. But all right, so Casey helped you realize that you could handle more, and she, you know, it sounds like helped get you past some limiting beliefs, helped you see some things that maybe you weren't doing as well. Um, which, you know, that's just a note. It doesn't have to be a spouse. It's really hard for any of us to see our own weaknesses and just to have a, somebody else to look at you and who is willing to candidly tell you like, Hey, you could be doing this better. Um, it is incredibly helpful. So but I want to ask what now you, if I, you were living in Utah at the time, correct? And all right. So you were doing some long distance investing in Lexington and then you decided, Hey, let's just go ahead and uproot ourselves and move to Lexington, Kentucky. What what initiated that? What led to that? By the time we're done with this, you'll figure out how to say Lexington, Kentucky. It's a it's a tongue twister. <laughs> am I am I gonna get a bunch of DMs and <laughs> I know. Well we'll have to practice that one. But no, um no Lexington is where I'm from. I was born and raised and and I love it. And uh but we we were actually living in Utah. My wife's from there. And so she actually it, she actually brought it up to me to move back because she was doing the property management thing from Kentucky or from Utah. And she said, I think that one of the last straws was we had to send an HVAC company over to a, an apartment that was complaining of no heat. So we sent an HVAC company by and they came, they called us up and said, yeah, it's working great. They had it on a, they had it switched to the cool mode and that's why the heat didn't come on. And so we paid like, you know, 150 bucks for someone to go out and switch the, heat, switch it to heat. And I was like, okay, it would make a lot more sense to be closer on little stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of the, the, the kick, kicked, uh, kicked us 
this way. There you go. Uh, and so you're back to Kentucky now, which is a market that I'm very familiar with. My company owns quite a bit in Lexington as well. Maybe you have to own there to be able to say it. Maybe that. Maybe that's what the term is. Because with you, once you buy in Lexington, you'll be able to say the name, right? Um, but <laughs> but uh, I, what you you move your 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 wife and now family out to Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, you achieve some consistency, right? Now she's running the property management side of the business. Um, what, how did the sales side of your business go? So you can. Just generate some income to continue to grow your real estate business. So so what I so the approach I took was directly into my sales. It wasn't necessarily, hey, I want to do this better at real estate. My wife was really taking over that. I was just trying to find deals. And most of what we found, I think, you know, of the 20 we own now, I think 16 were on the MLS. So it wasn't it wasn't like they were hidden deals or wholesale deals. It was all MLS stuff. But to go back to the sales thing, I just tried to eliminate any variables, anything that I could control. I wanted to, to control it. So, um, you know, mindset being one of those, but I, with sales, it's very inconsistent, right? It's a roller coaster. You know, you get some really big days or, you know, really big weeks, months, and then you go, you know, usually you go feast or famine. But my idea was, Let's get rid of all the inconsistencies so we can be as consistent as possible. So I, I would typically sell one to three a day where, you know, over the course of a whole summer is a really big summer, but you know, you might have another guy selling five or six or seven in a day, but that's because they were really riding the waves where I was just like trying to keep it flatline as possible, just not get too high with the highs, too low with the lows. And, and I tried to, we really applied that to real estate because when it rains, it pours. You can get a lot of problems all at once. You know, all the air conditionings go out at the same time, all the, you know, plumbing problems at the same time. And so you can really talk yourself out of doing more stuff if you go off emotion. I just tried to eliminate as much emotion as possible. So Ruka, just for relatability to the audience, what were you selling? Uh, home security. So door to door. So uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the most glamorous job, but it was door to door, um, for, for five months out of the year. Uh, you know, there's an old adage. If you serve the masses, you'll eat with the classes. And that just, the home security is something everybody needs. It's not hundreds of thousands of dollars to price it. So you're selling something that a lot of people need and are willing to use. So I, I think that's great. And, and it sounds like you were doing very well at it. Yeah, it's it actually, it was a home automation too. So you can kind of do it in some really nice neighborhoods. It's not just security, but it was really neat. You could do everything from your control, uh, from your smartphone. So we're always looking for ways to improve, searching for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for better is by matching with quality candidates. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets. Just go to Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whenever I used to travel, I would get that creeping feeling that I locked my back door. How do I know my property is going to be safe while I'm away? But not anymore, thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. I'm about to go on a three-week trip to Copenhagen, but am I tripping about my trip? Nope. With award-winning security and peace of mind from Simply Safe, I don't need to worry. Simply Safe is a super amazing alarm system that I actually installed in my house myself personally in less than 30 minutes. And there's so much peace of mind knowing that there's something in place to protect my homes, my goods, and my John Mayer shrine. Simply Safe systems have high-tech sensors that detect break-ins, fires, and floods, indoor and outdoor cameras to keep watch night and day, 24-7 professional monitoring at less than $1 a day. Plus, Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can even help stop crime in real time by speaking to intruders through the wireless indoor camera. Hey, hey, bud, get out of here. It's like that, but it's a lot better, I imagine. And if you buy the system and you don't love it, you can get a full refund with Simply Safe's 60 day money back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect monitoring at slash pockets. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Listen up, business owners, because I've got some quick little math for you. Fewer costs equal more profit. The problem? You're spending more than ever on operations, materials, deliveries, software, and more. So why not reduce your costs and headaches with NetSuite by Oracle? NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Oh, also, NetSuite lives in the cloud, which means you can reduce IT costs with no hardware required. Cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because now you've got one unified business management suite. You can improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. It makes sense that over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. So don't let rising costs sink your business growth. And by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash biggerpockets. NetSuite.com slash BiggerPockets. NetSuite.com slash BiggerPockets. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do-not-call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com bp. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. Real estate investing is great, but for some, the tenant phone calls and clogged toilets aren't all that attractive. So how do you invest in real estate without getting your hands dirty? Invest for truly passive income with Pine Financial Group. Pine's mortgage fund offers a targeted 8% preferred return and an attractive profit split with 70% of net profits going to the investors. You'll earn passive income by participating in lending to house flippers. And it's secure because senior lien holders, that's you, are first in line to get paid. Their rigorous underwriting process and the backing of a physical asset mitigate downside risk. Plus, by investing with Pine Financial Group, 
You contribute to the revitalization of communities by directing your funds from Wall Street to Main Street and supporting local economies. The investment is reserved for accredited investors. Don't miss this opportunity to back Main Street over Wall Street and start earning passive real estate income. Learn more about investing with Pine at pinefinancialgroup.com slash BP. pinefinancialgroup.com slash BP. And KC, it sounds like, not surprisingly, you have one of the characteristics that that you know, we regularly see in successful real estate investors, and that is this the re- relentless persistence, consistent execution. Could you give some like specific, you know, specific examples of like, how did you optimize your real estate business or real estate investing for consistency? Um, whether it could be software, I mean, it could be, you know, rent I mean, What What are some, some you know, specifics that you put into effect that um, made things better for you? So uh, tenant communication is a big one, just so your phone's not going off like, you know, all the time. So we use Buildium. Buildium's a software, you know, there's Appfolio, Buildium. Um, we've used Rent Ready, before, you know, for a while when we had a few smaller units. Um, once we got bigger, we switched over to to Buildium and it really helped kind of keep things in in organized so you don't one forget maintenance requests two you have documentation of everything so you can actually show your your doing your job um rent collection people can pay online you can do your leases online just sim- i don't know how landlords did it back before um you know smartphones and like all this technology because my phone is my office right like i can literally do everything from posting an apartment for rent to um you know, accepting, doing background checks, everything right there on your smartphone. I just, the mom and pop landlords, you know, back in the you know eighties, I just nineties, I don't know how they did it. I would have gone crazy. So Casey, you know, going back to the, you know, relentless persistence and consistency um, is being the thing that really delivers results. Uh, your company, you know, you, you, you told us the strategy of how rather than going out and having a big day, like everyone else and selling five or seven systems, yeah, and then they take a few days off. You just did. You focused on maybe one or two a day. And what did that lead to in 2019? Yeah, 2019 was an awesome year. So I I really was focusing on sales, and I I was really just getting better each day at eliminating all the distraction because there's so much distraction from social media to you know what does this person have? I don't have that. You know, people get caught up in keeping up with the Joneses, and so I. Even with sales, that happens because I want to have a three or four day every single day. But I just, I kind of just put my head in the sand and just went to work. And so I was actually able to sell an account every single day, which doesn't sound like much. But when you do two every single day for 150 days, you sell over 300 and you're the top of the company. And then you have the best RMR and you have the lowest cancellation rate because you just perfect your systems down. They actually end up it's weird for me to say, but they actually had an award, which I didn't know about, but they created an award called the Kevin Massey Award just because I led every single category that year. And it was really a cool experience, but it wasn't something I expected. I just wanted to do the best I could at each. So so the, now that's a real level up. You didn't just win the award. You were so far above that they created an award on your behalf. And, uh, that, 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 that's pretty impressive there. It was, it was weird for me. It was a very uncomfortable thing, but it, at the same time, it was like, it's rewarding to see. It's one of those moments where it's like, wow, I actually, you know, I could focus and achieve, right? Focus and achieve. You know, too many times we get distracted by 
all the things that could go wrong instead of just doing it. So, so do you keep in touch with the people at a company and whoever wins the award, you're like, Hey, you got the KC award. You, I'm that guy. I'll sign it for you. Right. That's great. That's great. We should all, we should all aim in life to have an award named an award or a street named after us, Andrew. Um, so, uh, it's, it's okay. See, that's awesome. Um, I, I, I see that the, a culmination happening here, right? Like there's going all the way back to you sitting cliffside, um, with the other KC, uh, then to her stepping into really owning the property management side of the business. You really mastering the sales process so much that they name an award after you. Incredible. Uh, going back, going forward here, you've then decided through all these iterations to really double down your real estate portfolio and start taking down larger deals. So talk us through that. Talk us through that, what that looked like, felt like, uh, as you decided to really scale up into, into larger and larger apartment buildings. So yeah, so I, it, when I, I'd always get notifications of everything and I didn't really have a realtor that was sending me stuff. I just got notified on LoopNet, um, it's a commercial property site that just posts usually bigger things. I don't even know why at one point I subscribed to get notifications there. And, um, I saw two small apartment buildings, uh, 30 units, basically 30 units each get, got posted. And so I was like, heck, let's just call the listing agent and experiment a little bit. Cause I knew, you know, $4 million, I wasn't going to come with $800,000 to the table, you know, 20% down on this. And really, I didn't think I had a chance to even look at this, but something in like a voice or something in my own head said, Hey, if you don't go look at this now, when are you ever going to look at, you know, you're never going to go look at a deal of that size if you don't start somewhere. And so I went just for kicks and giggles to go see it. Uh, so, so that's another strategy. Kicks and giggles, just do it. Um, KC, it sounds like you just up and called the listing broker for these things with, you know, no, you didn't have a year of preparation. You were just like, Hey, let's just see what happens. One of the, I think the biggest and most common challenges people have when they're trying to make that leap to, you know, Hey, I've been talking with real estate agents about single family and duplexes and fourplexes to, Oh my gosh, now I got to call a commercial broker and, you know, what do I say? What if I say the wrong thing? How did you overcome that? Like what, this is briefly, what was that conversation like? And, and, you know, how did you get past the, cause it didn't sound, doesn't, doesn't sound like you, you know, hired a mentor and went to three boot camps. You just did it. So how did you get past that hurdle? And what did you say? What did that conversation sound like? Like, how did you get that broker to take you seriously as a newbie? I, so I'm a big believer in like, you know, if we, search in the right places, you know, things, things will work themselves out. Like if we're actually doing our best and, you know, being a genuine person, honest, all those things, I feel like karma is a real thing. So I, um, you know, I'd really been searching, trying to find something to, to level up and to get more serious about real estate. And so when I, I called him, I just was straight with him. You know, I was honest with him. I was like, Hey, like, you know, it's just me. Um, I don't even know, you know, if I have a chance at, buying something like this, but I want to come see it. And I think it's, you know, it's a good looking property. He actually ended up, he was the broker, the real estate agent and the owner. So he kind of, it worked out or I didn't know that, but I, when he took my call, he was like, okay, yeah, come, I'm doing a showing at this time. You can tag along. And so I went, showed up with my janitorial key belt on my <laughs> jeans. Um, and I'm walking around with like, you know, attorneys and, and, uh, doctors. And, you know, there's one guy there in scrubs and he's a doctor in town. And, and so I'm, they're like, who are you? And I'm like, they're like, are you maintenance? And I'm like, no, I'm just, 
I'm just tagging along for the tour. And so I ended up, you know, looking at a few units, taking some pictures and videos. And I, and I went home. I was like, Oh, that'd be awesome to buy that. But I just, I don't, I'd have to sell a few things to have $800,000. And, and, uh, and I told him that and he was like, well, you know, um, call the bank, call the lender. They actually did something unique for me when I bought it where they took less down. And I was like, okay, I'll call them. You know, I'll, I'll have a, you know, it's always good to make new contacts in the real estate world. And so uh, I called the real, the lender and he was like, well, we would consider 10%, but I don't think they would have considered that had I not started with those duplexes, fourplexes, triplexes and shown some success there. And so once they saw like, Hey, he can do it, you know, they, they offered 10%. And then I um, was able to, you know, you know, do a few things to make that happen. So, so two things I want to highlight there for everybody. Number one, is that's another obstacle is, oh, how do I do this without a track record? Well, Casey, you didn't have a track record for a 30 unit property, right? But you had a track record in real estate. You had a track record in something. And so, you know, track record is, can be, you know, a good performance in your job, but just shows that you've been doing something. So that's number one. And kudos to you for not limiting to yourself to, well, I can only buy eight units because that's what I've done so far. Second is, you know, you've talked about, fake it till you make it. And that's a really common thing that you hear nowadays. But it's important that you, what you're doing is not faking it, right? Like you're, you're being, you're, you, what the, what you just told us is that you were transparent with that broker. You told them, Hey, it's me and I probably can't buy this. And, but I still want to look at it anyway. And so. You know, that is the right way to do fake it till you make it. It's not lying to people. It's not presenting yourself as someone different than you are. It's just taking the action as if you had already made it and, and being, being transparent about it. And I, I have no idea if this is true. You can debunk me right now, Casey, if you want, but I'm willing to bet that one of the reasons that guy wanted to sell to you and work with you is because he probably felt like he could trust you. And he, most people want to work with somebody who comes across as genuine, transparent and relatable. And then also, again, most people who are, you know, higher up on the ladder and they see someone who's really making an effort to climb up to go from an eight unit to a 30 unit, they are happy to say, you know what? This guy's working hard and he's, he's doing a good job. I want to help him. All right. So I'm willing to bet that part of the reason you got that deal is because who you are and how you approach that conversation. You weren't faking it. You were just putting yourself out there and saying, I'm going to do this even though I haven't made it yet. And so kudos to you for, for making that happen. So yeah, it was actually really neat when I sat down at the closing table with him. I, I, uh, I asked him, I was like, why did you take my offer? He said, I just believed you. He said there was, cause there's a couple other offers on it. And he said, I just, I believed you when you said you would be able to close. And the crazy thing is we actually had to do a triple close. I closed on, I had to sell one property. Then we closed on this one. And then he had to close on something he was buying. He was 1031 exchanging into it. So we had to close three days in a row. And there was a lot of things that could have happened, but we ended up, uh, ended up making it happen. So it was, it was wild. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, Casey. And I just, I, I, I want to like just give my perspective on faking it till you make it. And in some ways you're actually, uh, convincing yourself that you can get it done, right? And by you convincing, like, listen, I can do this. I can figure it out. And this is maybe you from the cliffs of Hawaii talking to yourself years later um, and knowing that with enough determination, a la, just, just like you decided to tour the world, 
you said, I, this is what I want to do and I'm going to figure this out. So this deal, this 30, this 30 some unit in Lexington, Kentucky is almost like a tour of the world where you said, you know what? I'm going to go in and figure this out. And I do believe that a lot of times the universe tends to conspire around confidence. And you walked into that deal. Well, I'm going to figure this out. It's what I want to do. And all of a sudden, before you know it, the bank's saying, well, we would take 10% down. And you do have all these other deals with equity. And the broker believed in you. And it's all because through that confidence you had by telling yourself that I can figure this out, you did. Um, and, and I think a lot of times people think that actions over time lead to confidence, but it's actually the way, it's the other way around. They just decide to be confident about something and the actions you need to take will automatically become more logical and follow behind it. Uh, so kudos to you, man. Um, so, so what, so, so now what? You've got this, you've got this 30 some unit under ownership. Uh, tell us a little bit about the deal now that you own it, uh, even with a little bit higher debt on it at, at 90% down or 90% loan. Uh, it seems like it's still cash flowing. Tell us about that deal and then tell us about what's next, uh, for you and your wife out there in Lexington. So, yeah, so we bought it in 2021. So it was, you know, during COVID and, and rents were, I felt like low. And so I felt like we could raise them pretty good um, without doing a ton of work. They had ma- managed it pretty well, but I did see some holes where we could improve on management. And so we, we just ran with that, but it was, my, I told my wife and she was just kind of like, you did what? Like, <laughs> we, we only had like 50 units at the time and we went, you know, doubled that overnight. And so it was, um, it was, it was uncomfortable, right? Like most things that we, that are worth, you know, I heard a story once where it said, you know, nobody gets embarrassed when they do a, you know, bench press and they fail on number 10 or 11 or 12. You know, usually you go to a failure and you feel good about it. You know your limits. You know where you, you know, you could go to. But I feel like in life, a lot of times where we go to a failure, we get embarrassed and we kind of shut down and we close, we close up shop because we found our failure where most of the growth happens at that failing point. And so there was a lot of things we did wrong when we first took over. Um, but we found our limit and found where our holes were and where, where our weaknesses were and what we need to focus on. And so it was the best thing that could have happened to us. We actually ended up from that same lender ended up refinancing about two, just about $2 million worth of other property that were on arms with another local bank that were, I, you know, they were comfortable. They were five and a half um, percent, but they, they were getting ready to expire in like three years. And I was like, well, let's go ahead and refinance and take everything to this bank. And we got, we took everything over there and ended up getting 3% on, um, we ended up getting 3% on all of our existing property. Plus our, or this new one we just bought was at three, three and a half, you know, three and a quarter or something. And so it was a very, those things that kind of domino into place, but because we found our weaknesses, we found where we need to improve and we found solutions for those weaknesses. But, you know, you're asking what's next. Um, it's just to try to be, you know, the best landlord we can to, to provide a good, clean, safe place for people to live and, and, and take care of our, you know, we, we like to have a communication with our tenants. We like to have a, not, you know, not best friends with them all, but we like to re- respect them. You know, we, we get them all Christmas gifts, you know, kind of little things like that. Like not, not Christmas gifts that are really ornate, but we get them a, you know, we make a deal with a local restaurant or something where they get a free something and we'll give them all Christmas cards and then go cash in for that, you know, go redeem it. But 
just letting people know you think about them and that they're not just a number is it, it goes a long way if you do decide to manage your own property. I don't want you to to give yourself a quick celebration here because after you bought this building, um, yeah, you were able to create enough uh, enough income uh, from your portfolio uh, that you did what a lot of folks that are listening to this show want to be able to do, which is yeah, uh, just. Spend more time with my family. No, I walked away from my other job. But you quit. Yeah. You are so <laughs> humble, brother. And I love that about you. But you you quit your job. You were able to quit your day job that allowed you, allowed you to spend time with family. Um, you, you know, really own your own your calendar, own your time and everything like that. And that's something that a lot of people uh, are aiming to be able to do through real estate investing. Um, but unlike a lot of folks who just talk about doing it, uh, you were able to think a little bit bigger, take some action, take a lot of action. Uh, and make it happen. So kudos to you, man. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I think a lot of people try to do it too early. I think we've talked about it a lot for the past couple of years where everyone needs to sprint to where you can retire. And and I've seen a lot of buddies try to do that and they've done it too early. And so I stuck on where I stayed because I liked the company I worked for. I liked, I you know learned how to, I felt like I did pretty good at my job and provided a good service. And so I, uh, I stuck on as long as I could, probably longer than I needed to until it was uncomfortable where I didn't want to be lacking at the real estate. Right. So I was, I slowly phased out. It wasn't like, Oh, I hit it. I'm done. Peace. You know, I, I stayed on probably two years longer than I really needed to, but because I wanted to be, it's, you got to build your foundation on a rock and not, you know, Sandy foundation. So so it really let it solidify, make sure we we're in a good spot. And then I just, you know, I couldn't clone myself. And so, you know, I had to pick one or the other. It's just so financially speaking, where, where does that portfolio put you guys, put you guys today? So frame of reference for somebody who's like, okay, if I get to 120 units, you know, what does that look like financially? So we bring in about 105,000 a month in gross rents, um, about, about just over $900 a unit. Um, you know, some of those are one bedroom units and some of them are three bedroom units. Um, you know, we have some on Airbnb, which that fluctuates, but we, about half of that, just a little under half is, is actually profit that we get to keep. Once we plan for CapEx and, and Brandon Turner's books on, um, uh, investing in real estate does a really good job of estimating for CapEx. So, you know, we plan for roughly about five grand a month, um, and just expenses, just maintenance stuff. That or repairs versus, uh, and then we have our scheduled maintenance, which is like pest control, lawn, you know, uh, snow removal, all that basic stuff. But you know, yeah, it's once you manage it yourself, you know, we could hire full time management, but we like it. I feel like we do a better job by managing just because we care more than a property manager is going to care. And, and, and we might not do that forever. You know, there might be a time where it's like, Hey, we're tapped out. We can't do it anymore, but right now we like to do it. So we're, we just want to do what we like to do. And, and, and I, you know, I think that is what, you know, that's a constant debate, third party versus self-management. And I think your situation is one of the uh, situations where self-management absolutely makes the most sense where, you have all your properties in a market that you live in and that you know, and um, you have easy access to. And it's really hard to find good property management for you know stuff under a hundred units. So uh, it sounds like you're you're setting up really well. So last main question before we wrap up, we've got the KC and KC dynamic duo. What is your real estate career look looking like for the next five years? With my wife and I, we have three kids. You know, we want to have more kids. So that was kind of a goal, you know, to get to where we could spend more time with them. 
But when it comes to real estate is I have some friends of mine that I really, that they've been wanting to get into real estate now. So kind of, it's more of a goal now to get as many people involved as I can. I've never done a partner deal with anyone and not to say I won't, but I kind of want to help more people that I know enjoy some of the same benefits that real estate's brought me. So you really know, there been- is a book on the Bigger Pockets Library called Raising Private Capital. You may want to check out, Casey. Uh, I may, I've got, a few people have read it as well. And it just, a new release just came out with a forward by Pace Morby, Casey. So you could check that out. <laughs> It'll teach you how to structure those deals uh, with your, your friends uh, for win-win situations. Just a, just a mention. You might want to check it out. No, I love that. Yeah. Actually, your <laughs> podcast um, was was one that kind of inspired me to think bigger because um, you were in the Pacific North or sorry, not Pacific, the Northeast, yes. right? That's where you guys are. Yeah. So um, I loved, you know, I listened to that podcast and it really, I was like, man, I'm thinking too small. Like he's sitting here just exploding. And um, so I kind of had to talk myself out of things where I was like, I, it's not about how many numbers. It's not about how many units. It's, you know, so, but it was very impressive. You're, I loved your podcast. It really helped me think bigger. I attribute a lot of your success here just to you thinking bigger, but then also having the courage to take action on the inner pull that you had to live a bigger life. And, and, uh, you, you chose to live, you wanted to live bigger. You wanted to have a, a bigger thing and then you decided to follow that desire and take action on it and look at, and look at you now. So, um, Super excited to hear where, uh, what happens to Casey and Casey of Lexington, um, uh, over the next couple of years, man. This has been great. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. Uh, so, um, and I hopefully will make it out to Lexington, Kentucky, uh, one of these days. Was that good? I, th- I, th- yeah. I think that was perfect. Was that acceptable? Was that acceptable? Okay. Yeah. I don't say, I don't want to get, don't want to get canceled. Spoken like for, a for Kentucky landlord owner, like a Kentucky landlord. Well, well done mispronouncing so you know a few a few things that you know just to recap casey you know number one is, you know when we look at like what's led to your success it's you know surrounding yourself with people in this case you know the perfect spouse right to help you get past your limiting beliefs um consistency uh just not swinging for the fences not you know not um actually jumping off the rock in in hawaii but just showing up day after day Putting in the work, doing the things that 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 produce results, and by doing that, you've you know not only in your sales job but in your real estate career, you've exceeded you know almost everybody else. And I think there's a lot to learn from that. Um, another one is you didn't do a first deal and quit your job right away and put yourself into a tough spot, you know, um, and that that's that's something that everybody has to feel out on their real estate journey. But you built a sustainable real estate business, used your W two to do that. And then, you know, when you made the big leap to 30 units, you said, you know what? Now the W-2 is holding me back. And now I'm going to, I'm going to drop that. I'm going to make sure there's a ward named after me. So no one forgets that I was here. And now I'm just going to go out and I'm going to build my real estate business. Right. And then also, you know, there's this belief out there that in order to build a real estate portfolio, you have to go raise money. You haven't done that. You've taken the, the, you know, I don't want to say slow because $12 million in, I don't know, however many, 10, 10 or 11 years is not slow, but you took the slow and steady approach and built it in house. When you say you have 121 doors, you truly have 121 doors. And that, that is an impressive feat. So, um, great talking with you, Matt. Anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off here? Yeah. Well, I just want to underscore one thing there. Uh, and that is the power of leveraging your relationship with your spouse. It is not for the faint of heart, uh, to bring your spouse into the business. But if you are aligned with your spouse and where you want to go and the benefits you see real estate investing are going to bring you a lot. Of 
you know, KC and KC now being able to spend more time with their kids and their family, perhaps travel a little bit more, all those kinds of things. If you're able to be aligned with your spouse and bring them into the folds of your business, there's so much leverage that they can bring to you. So I commend you, KC, on being able to do that. Um, and I, uh, just challenge all the listeners here to consider doing that yourselves as well. Cause it's, it's made all the difference for myself and my marriage and my business as well, too. Um, so yeah, no, you're, I, I agree with you hundred percent, Matt. Like it's, it's a huge benefit to have someone on your team that's in the, has the same goals aligned. One thing that I would probably recommend and some advice that I like to give is building quietly. I think a lot of our limiting beliefs come from other people that don't know or haven't done the research, don't have the same goals. They hear your goals and they shoot them down. And so honestly, I didn't really voice People knew I was in real estate, but they didn't know what to what extent. And I don't even think my parents know to what extent I'm involved in real estate. Um, I told them I was doing a podcast there today and they were like, Oh, what's that? You know, that's, that's neat. Um, so, but uh, you know, building quietly, because if you're, if you're good at something, you'll tell everybody, but if you're great at something, they'll tell you. And so I really, that's a, you know, Walter Payton quote I heard a long time ago. And so I didn't feel like the need to tell anyone what I was doing. One, I didn't want them to talk me out of it. And two, I didn't want to, you know, come off the wrong way. Right. And so now when I talk to people about real estate, it's, it's more to help, help inspire them and try to get them to kind of away from the analysis paralysis type mindset. But, um, but yeah, so my wife has really been a, a huge a supporter of that she's the only one that really knows our goals. And it's good to have someone that is driven wants to achieve some big stuff. I really like what you said about building quietly. Um, that, 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 that resonates a lot with me, especially when compared to what you tend to see on social media these days. Um, kudos to you, uh, Casey. So for those listeners who, uh, resonate with your story and maybe would like to get to know you a little bit more or find out more about you, even if you're doing it quietly, how can they reach out to connect with you? On Instagram, I'm just Casey, M-A-S-S-I-E, Casey Massey. All right. Sounds good. Matt, how do people get in touch with you? Folks can follow me on Instagram at the Matt Faircloth. And most importantly, they go to my company's website, the Dero just DeRosagroup.com, D-E-R-O-S-A, DeRosagroup.com to hear more all about our company. All right. And I am only on LinkedIn for social media, but if you connect with me there, that is actually me posting <laughs> and commenting. So it's not a, a virtual assistant or an AI bot. So please do connect with me there. And then for bigger pockets, please turn into future episodes. Hopefully you got a lot of value. Uh, from our conversation with KC, uh, pretty soon you're also going to be hearing about how to save money on taxes with Amanda Hahn and then uh, unconventional options to help you finance deals. Debt and financing is a tricky subject these days. So we got an episode coming out with Zach Lamaster. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for those. And uh, Matt, any parting comments? God, this has been a great episode, Andrew. I always enjoy uh, enjoy co-hosting with you. This has been a lot of fun. Um, and if I could have the honor of uh, taking it home today, Andrew, do you do you mind? Please, please do, please do. Okay, this is Matt Faircloth with Andrew Cushman, the new awardee of the best substitute podcast host ever, the Cushman Award. Signing off.
There's a reason small multifamily investing is so popular in the Bigger Pockets community. With just a 3.5% down payment, you can own up to four different units. Think about it. If you house hack and live in one of the units, you still have three different groups of tenants helping you pay down your mortgage every month, four kitchens and bathrooms you could renovate to increase your property value, four different Airbnbs, medium-term rentals, or other rental strategies that you can try in one property, all in just one transaction. Of course, the question is, where do you find a small multifamily property that you can actually afford? Which market and which deals are best for you? Once you close, how do you manage it, optimize it, keep scaling, and living your life without being tied down to four leaky toilets or four fussy tenants? All great questions, my friends. All to be answered in the upcoming Small Multifamily Bootcamp with Chris Lopez and Leica Devatha. So if you're serious about growing your portfolio with this highly efficient strategy, head to biggerpockets.com slash four, F-O-U-R. Today, and join us in the Small Multifamily Bootcamp. See you there. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.